Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, July 30th, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You podcast. This is episode 76, Combat. There will be some spoilers up ahead, but with that being said, I'm TJ. I'm Matt. I'm Bryce. What do we have for y'all today? Well, we are going to be Hello. covering some violence. Yeah, and a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. How many how many fights you got? A lot. <laughs> how many niggas done fought? A lot. A lot. Uh, how many <laughs> niggas got dropped? A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but I like how that was spontaneous. Um we got Inoue versus Fulton, which uh mm-hmm. Matt was able to catch, so he's gonna cover that. Then Matt and myself will kind of dive into listen. Spence versus Crawford, man, and then as a crew, right? Yeah. Bryce, Matt, and myself, we're gonna dive into what was honestly, I think the fellas will agree, a pretty epic card in UFC 291, Poirier versus Gaethje. Two, I, there was a lot of good combat sports this week. I, I would say weekend, but Nalia versus uh, uh, Fulton happened earlier this week on Tuesday. But I, I digress, Matt. Go ahead, man. All right. Um, so we're gonna start off with now you're in a way versus Stephen Fulton. Um, <clears throat> this fight was for two titles at the super bantamweight uh weight limit, which is about 118 to 120. Uh, now you're in a way has pretty much been like a hot knife through butter, um, as it relates to the entirety of his boxing career, like. There's been maybe one pit stop on the way as a po- in in the way of difficulty, and that still resulted in a TKO victory for him. Or unanimous decision victory that was nearly a TKO victory for him. Hmm. Um during this campaign, uh, you know, in a way has moved across a few weight classes and he came into this fight 24 and 0, uh, coming off of an eleventh round stoppage of Paul Butler. Um, and that was to retain his WBA, uh, WBA, WBC, IBF, and ring bantamweight titles and the WBO bantamweight title, which allowed him to unify the bantamweight division. He decided then to move up <clears throat> to super bantamweight and challenge uh, Stephen Fulton, who was both the WBC and WBO super bantamweight champion. Now, Stephen Fulton is uh, from Philly. This guy is also no joke. Um, He's not as, I would say he was not as offensively impressive as Noya in a way. He doesn't have a lot of highlight real knockouts, but he has very high boxing IQ, really good defense. And he oftentimes is really good at uh, being the bigger dog in a fight. And in some cases, even beating guys at their own game. Now, the issue here is now all your inaways game essentially, depending on who you ask, is perfection. Mm-hmm. This guy does not make a lot of mistakes. Feet are almost never in the wrong position. He's always ready to punch, and to punch hard is all hell. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna see a theme with the boxing. This was all gas, no breaks for now your inaway. It was this fight was almost it felt uncharacteristic to see how Stephen Fulton performed, Stephen Fulton performed. And this isn't in any way me ragging on Stephen Fulton. This is uh, more so 
a compliment to Inouye because of like how literally easy he made this fight look. Would would it be fair to say it's almost like uh, for for our <laughs> MMA listeners who may not listen to boxing, like think Alexander Volkanovsky and the featherweight division? Damn near. Like, let's see who like trying to think uh, for Volkanovsky. He's a really good example of kind of how this fight went. Volkanovsky, who's probably who's some last some of the last people he's fought. We got Korean Zombie. We got uh, not that bad. Uh, <laughs> Islam Mahashev. We had yeah him versus Yair. Um, trying to think. Let's probably was, go with Brian with Ortega. the Brian Ortega one. Brian Let's Ortega. Go Brian okay. Ortega. It's like this guy was here, right? But it's like yeah, you're just being beat everywhere. Hmm. It started in the first round. It was pretty slow, but <clears throat> the really the first two rounds he just kept Stephen Fulton virtually like entirely defensive like he couldn't get any offense going and you know after it just the avalanche had begun at that point at that point it just it was too late you know he hurt Stephen Fulton early on and like I said the avalanche had just began and from round to round he was just landing more and more punches and keeping Stephen Fulton on the back foot and round seven Really, like round six and seven, Stephen Fulton started trying to get more on the front foot, and he was attempting to engage in more exchanges, which yielded him 50-50 results, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the double-edged sword result for him because he was able to be more successful offensively, but the trade-off of that was he was knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, In those exchanges, he was caught with, uh, a right hand that literally put him down and then a leaping left hook to follow it up that put him down. And after he got up, he was literally uh, cornered and in a way was just letting off combinations in that eighth round. And the referee stepped in right as Stephen Fulton was taking a knee just from the amount of damage that he was taking. Um, and just like that, <clears throat> that was the end of it. And no, in a way is now the WBC and uh, the WBO um super bantamweight champion there only being one other champion left and that um is marlon uh Tapales. i'm pretty sure i'm saying his name right but i could be wrong he's a filipino guy he has the other two titles um he is not undefeated he's 37 and 3 um but he is coming off of a victory back in april uh where he was able to actually win one of these two titles so um Obviously, I believe that fight's next. Um, this will be, you know, another guy, if he can do it, that will be the, uh, he'll be another person to, excuse me, become undisputed champion across two different weight classes uh, during the four belt era. Because now he, in a way, had just done it at the weight class uh, previous. So we'll see what happens because the prevailing theory is the best guy in their division was Stephen Fulton, and he just beat him. Hmm. So. Let's see what happens. Um, then after that, speaking of uh, one-way traffic, we had another title fight that happened Saturday, and this was the bout between Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford at Welterweight. This fight, in a lot of ways, was not necessarily who's the face of boxing, but more or less who is the best boxer in the world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 147 
is one of the most competitive divisions in boxing. It's welterweight. It always has been. It has always been a notoriously deep division. Who the who's who the of almost anybody you know has fought at welterweight at some point or another, whether it be legends like you know, like Marvin Hagler or uh Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, we've had Floyd. Manny Pacquiao, you know what I'm saying? Like, even Canelo has fought at 47. Like, this is a division that's full of guys. Even now, where you got, like, you know, you look within the last few years, you had, like, Sean Porter, Kell Brook, uh, Jeff Horn, Jose Benavidez, you know what I'm saying? These type of guys that were around these divisions. Um, <clears throat> And you got two guys that have kind of stood head and shoulders above the rest of their competition, um, the first being mainly Errol Spence Jr., who, after turning pro in 2012, uh, just went on a 28-0 and run uh, with a mixture of one-sided just beatings and TKO victories all the way through, um, which include, like, Ugas being his last one, Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Mikey Garcia, Lamont Peterson, Kell Brook, you know, people of that nature. And then on the other end, you got Terrence Crawford, who has moved up uh, through different weight classes. He previously was at uh, lightweight, which is 135, and then he was at light welterweight, uh, which was 140, and then he moved up to 147. And he also enjoyed an undefeated career, carving through those divisions, uh, working his record up to 39-0. and 0. Um also, during this 39-0 and run, during his last 10 fights, he has stopped all of his previous 10 opponents. He was coming into this fight on a 10-fight knockout streak. Um, last finishing David uh, Avincian uh, back in December of last year in six rounds. And previous to that, stopping Sean Porter in 10, stopping Carol Brook at four, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> Uh, Terrence Crawford has been calling for this fight, has been begging for this fight when he was at a lower weight class and said he would move up. And he pretty much stuck to exactly what he said he would do. After he unified lightweight, he moved up and uh, he won the WBO uh, welterweight title. And he has done nothing but defend that belt until he was getting uh, given an opportunity to fight Errol Spence uh, because Errol Spence was busy collecting the titles from the rest of the champions in the division. So this fight was for everything, and whew, um, I you know what? Before I even get to it, uh, TJ, you saw it from the beginning, right? Yeah, you saw the whole fight too. All right, yeah. TJ, you, you, I'm, I'm gonna pass it to you real quick. Uh, oh boy, this is what I'll say. Reading off my notes, this fight was not close at all, and it did not go the distance. <laughs> Bud Crawford dropped. Errol Spence Jr. in the second round. Then he dropped him twice in the seventh round. The ref had seen enough in round eight. Crawford got the TKO. But let me tell you something. They didn't even look like they were in the same fight. Crawford was unscathed, and Spence looked like Martin after he fought Tommy Hearns, who was also in attendance, mind you. Now, yeah. mind you, right? A thousand. <laughs> also, a thousand percent not joking. That's really how it looked. Like, this was insane. The crispness, if that's a word, the crispness yeah. of Crawford's jab, his hooks, and his uppercuts were otherworldly. His hands were significantly faster. Like, I 
I don't know how to explain it if you didn't watch it. It's just even in when they slow things down, when they do the replays, his hands still look really, really fucking fast. Like his slow motion would still hurt you is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And it's like they are size. Like, I don't understand. There, every Every style has their own way of throwing hooks, right? There are some people who actually like to you know, throw the punch laterally and then hook the fist toward themselves to create a different type of hooking punch. There are some people who it's like they're they throw the hook and it's like the upper body is immobilized as the weight shifts and then the the power just kind of explodes out of the fist. Um, I don't know how to describe the way Terrence Crawford called, his, called it last night, but it's like he had two sides for hands like a sight in each hand and every time he threw his hooks it's there were no good intentions with those punches it's like he added an extra layer of maliciousness to it and he's not an, an evil person i'm just saying the way those punches were thrown it makes sense that errol spence got dropped as many times as he did it bro he he's now uh, Bud Crawford, that is Terrence Bud Crawford. He's now the undisputed champion two weight classes. Personally, mm-hmm. I feel that him being the father of six, which I did not know, um, mm-hmm. is what gave him the ability to demolish Spence. Like, you got six kids, this boxing match isn't the biggest stressor in your Bro, life. Bro, all like all jokes aside, like, but Paul, well, that's bullshit because this is jokes anyway. But like, <laughs> six kids, father and grandfather both were pro fighters. He was a state level wrestler. Mm. Both of his ki- two of his kids are state level wrestlers. And a video of his daughter went viral. She's at a track meet. She ran out of her shoe, went back and got it, and still won the race. Are you kidding me? Damn. And this was like a like a state qualifying type thing. Like this wasn't like just some shit she did at her school. She ran out of her shoe, bro. Yes. That's insane. Ran out her shoe, got shoe it back, put it up. on, and kept going. What kind of family genetics? <laughs> the bloodline yeah, is strong, and they're different. <laughs> yeah, apparently the Crawfords, huh? Man, but Matt, I pass it back over to you, man. Uh, go ahead, please. Yeah, you know, I was <clears throat> Terrence Crawford's like a known switch hitter, so mm-hmm. I was real curious. Like, okay, how's he gonna come out? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, is he gonna? stay orthodox is he gonna go southpaw like is he gonna switch off when things need to nope he stayed if you didn't know terrence crawford was a switch hitter you wouldn't have known because he stayed southpaw the entire time echoing like you know what tj was saying that the jab just it did everything for him mm-hmm. the jab did everything it was the jab was the very first uh the very first knockdown uh, the jab just consistently was damaging Spencer. He just did not have an answer for it. His team didn't seem to have an answer for it. You know, even when like he was going to the corner, it was like, oh, well, like step out to the side, move your head. And it's just like, dude, like, I don't, I don't even think he can anymore. You know, like, and I'm not <laughs> myself, but I get it. <laughs> it was like, like his equilibrium, it was very clear when he would go back to the corner in between rounds that like his equilibrium was not there. Like he was wobbly walking back. So I'm like, I don't think this is really the time to be asking for extra footwork out of this guy. But, you know, also, you know, who knows you better than your coach in those situations. And I understand And 
it's not to say that like Aerosmith didn't try. Like it, Aerosmith's never, he never submitted. That's one thing I will definitely say. Under no, at no point in the fight did he submit to Terrence Crawford. He never like yeah. turned away, gave up. It just was like, yo, you just ran into a guy that legitimately, like that shit. It was like Gaethje and Ferguson. Mm. That's the best way to describe it. If you're like uh, an MMA fan, it was like Gaethje Ferguson. It was like he's still fighting, but there, this is only going one way, and it's all. It was worse than Gaethje Ferguson because Tony at least got a knockdown in that fight off. Like he got some shit off, like. Errol didn't really get anything off. Never really got a chance to. Yeah, that shit was crazy, man. That's really all I got to add to it. That shit was nuts. Such a tough fight, man. And uh, I mean, after eight rounds, that was it. Or nine rounds, that was it. Terrence Crawford got the job done, man. And that was just... Yeah. It was just... It's crazy because, like... Obviously, the prevailing theory to a lot of people was that Errol Spence was going to win, right? And, you know, I've heard people say Errol Spence was going to stop him and all this other stuff, and, and which is fine. I mean, you're supposed to feel that way. But to see how that fight went, like, even people that had Terrence Crawford winning, nobody thought it was going to go like that. Not like that. Yeah, it didn't that look like a, that fight that was, was hard insane. for Terrence at all. He right. went in there like, We've literally seen him have harder fights than this. Yeah. That shit was crazy, man. And that's yeah. all I that's literally all I can say on it. It was cr- fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm past the mic. Uh, are we moving on? We're moving on UFC. Let's go. UFC two ninety one, Poirier versus Gaethje two. UFC uh, two ninety one, Poirier versus Gaethje two, Salt Lake City, baby. Uh we had a pretty stacked card for this two ninety one. We opened up the car with who we opened up with, y'all. Bryce, you want to take us into Kiesa uh, versus Holland? Let's go into Kiesa versus Holland. Um, woo, 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 indeed. Um, it was, uh, it, let me tell you something about this card. Um, it was all surprises, but there was none at all, if I'm being honest with you. That's um, fair. uh, so, uh, opening it up, uh, kind of sad, really. Uh, Michael Chiesa versus Tom Tom Holland. Tom Holland. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, that oh. would be pretty sad to imagine. Like, damn. <laughs> uh, Michael Chiesa versus lost Kevin. the Spider Man oh. dog. No, right? Yeah, man. You know he. Uh, Tom Holland's been training on the low, and you know, <laughs> it's just been a it's just a, a time for them. Um. So, yeah, uh, Michael Chiesa. Versus Kevin Holland, a good fight to open up with. Uh, I want to say this is Michael Chiesa's uh, fight back after an injury. Uh, his last fight. Yeah, it was. This is his first yep. fight in like two years. Two years, yep. And he lost by decision against Sean Brady uh, November 20th at a fight night, uh, Vieira versus Tate. Also, and I'm tra- not trying to be funny, Bryce. Total side note. Of a yeah, this nigga, Michael Chiesa, wow. My bad, go no, no, I was just saying his his Michael Chiesa Wikipedia photo wild as hell. He looks crazy as shit. This <laughs> picture. Looking at it so. <laughs> Kevin Hollis coming off of a win TKO against Santiago uh, Ponzinibbio. Yeah, um, that shit was crazy too. Yeah, 
yeah. Um, so um, pretty much, um, you know, there was a lot riding on this fight uh, with Kiesa more so than Holland. I think Holland is just kind of more so riding the wave. I don't. I think everyone just enjoys a a, a Kevin Holland fight. Um, and uh, you know, uh, a pretty good setup for this. Um, pretty much the 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 fight ended in round one uh, between Kevin Holland and Michael Chiesa with Kevin Holland winning uh, via, uh, was it Darce Choke? Yeah, it was a Darce. No, good call, Darce. Bryce. Yeah. Um, Darce yeah, Choke, indeed. Um, how the fight played out, um, pretty much Chiesa went for the takedown pretty early with Holland, um, and Holland, um, his, 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 his takedown defense is, is, really, is really up there. Um, and he's been he's been pretty much bragging about that going into the fight. He said, yo, I'm trying to show off my, my grappling and then get the dub. Um, he did just that. Um, it was not work. Kept my uh, Kiesa's uh, takedown defense was not working and it was only uh, getting him tired. I do want to I think I don't think he did get a takedown. I might be wrong about that, but I don't remember. really Ooh. Kiesa. Kind of. No. It was like through transition, but I wouldn't call eh. it a takedown. It wasn't. It, it wasn't like a dominant, a dominant. No. He was. He didn't take over the. He didn't Holland's take defense was on point. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um. And you know, just once getting back on the feet, it definitely looked like Kiesa didn't want to uh, to throw the hands with Holland. Um. For for good reason. Um. Holland. Uh. Was just getting those shots in. He got a good knee in the first time. Um. But the second time, Colin said he faked the knee. That's what got Kiesa to uh to panic a little bit. Which got Holland to uh, take advantage and end up getting the darts choke. Um, you know, Kiesa was was uh, was 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 hoping for you know just kind of some title contention, but um, as as Holland said in the uh, in the uh, in the post fight interview, I just I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, though you know, um, who knows? You know, maybe this is uh, maybe you know Colin kind of going over what. How he got the win over Kiesa will be maybe the the foot in the ass to kind of get him back going. Um, but uh, you know, just a really good showing for Calvin Holland. Um, he said he wants to fight uh pretty soon. And if he can't get a BMF belt, he'll probably fight at 185, he said. Yeah, that's where he goes, 70 and 85. Yeah, so um that would be that would be pretty interesting because his well, he's height ranked now, so yeah. So uh that'll be that'll be an interesting showing going forward with Holland. Uh, Kiesa, you know, he's just got to, I mean, it's good that he's back. He just has to, uh, hit the ground running and get him some fights. Um, it that was shit was fight, just, though. that shit was a bad matchup, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. go ahead, Matt. What, what do you think? My bad. I didn't mean to jump in like that. I, I, I apologize. No, but I, I ultimately, I always liked, uh, Kevin Holland to win this fight. If for nothing else, just with their style matchup. But then, the style matchup, and then you add on the fact that dude has not fought like yeah. since November of 2021. And like Kevin Holland, like, first of all, Andre Fialio would die if he had to wait that amount of time. <laughs> like, uh, <come> on, <laughs> he would die if he had to wait that amount of time. Yeah. Yo. Like I'm looking if you look at Michael like Michael Kiesa, like I said, he fought 2021. That's the last time. The end of we're gonna say November 2021. In that time, Kevin Holland 
has fought one, two, three, four, five. He had five fights in the time that you were gone. And you fought a guy that had fought five times. And this isn't like these were far apart. Four of those times were last year. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. He's beyond active, man. So I just thought it was, I thought it was just a bad style matchup just with Kevin Holland's height striking and with the assumption of like Michael Chiesa would like just take him down and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I yeah. guess that's just what the assumption was going to be like, oh, well, you know, his, his ground game hasn't been that great. Well, he must've been working on it. And, and to, to silence that doubt even further by tapping that person out insane but that's all i got on it uh tj i don't really have much to add his uh, do you want to take us his, to our next one if you don't nigga i can still say some words damn all right so then so we finish <laughs> episode this, uh, now this wow okay so um, Bobby Green anyway this nigga right here <laughs> <laughs> like, like this um I just thought his in octagon soundbite was hilarious um, about him trying to make weight <laughs> uh, at middleweight um, versus welterweight, but he, it was his evolution is exponential uh, between his last fight and now. You know, like his wrestling defense was on point. My boy got a submission win. I'm not mad at him. Uh, yeah, with that, I can take us into Tony El Cucuy Ferguson versus. Well, legally now he is king, but. Fighting wise, Bobby Green, right? Uh, oh, this man. is a lightweight. Um, man, this is this is one of those situations where it was like, how had they not fought up to this point? And this is also, I would say, the battle of who is more unorthodox, because both of these men are notorious for having the most unorthodox styles this side of the Mississippi, man. Um, and this is what I this is what I feel personally. I'll just spoil it right now and say. Uh, Bobby Green got the win by submission against Tony Ferguson, which is crazy. They said Bobby Green's last submission win was 2013. Yep. That's insane, right? Yep. So he's all hands, all hands, all the time. And so for him to get a submission win on Tony Ferguson at that, and I believe it was uh, Armin, uh, head and arm choke, Armin triangle mm -hmm. choke, um, that's pretty significant considering that tony ferguson is also a 10th planet black belt and a jiu-jitsu specialist and i will say too it's not like tony ferguson had the wrong moves in the first round he dropped bobby green like mm -hmm. quite clearly he dropped him and this is what i feel was the momentum shifter and honestly you can disagree with me if you want to but i believe what i believe and i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say but that eye poke really shifted the momentum once mm -hmm. the eye poke happened and they took like what Give or take, I don't think they use the full five. About two to three. Like two to three minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Things cool down. Things can cool down in that time. If you're on the, the short end of the stick in terms of where the momentum is going, you can recover in two to three minutes, right? If you were on the long end of the stick when the when the ship was going down, you had the momentum on your side, you could lose that real like, especially if you're the on the receiving end of a of a foul, right? I poke groin injury, so on and so forth. But Whatever momentum Tony was building up was kind of lost. And since the eye poke, the fight wasn't the same. After a while, I think Bobby even dropped him. Um, and it was a fight of Tony Ferguson fighting off his back. And make no mistake, Tony Ferguson is notoriously good on his back. He kept on trying to cinch 
the triangle choke, the leg triangle, right? On Bobby Green, but you saw like Bobby was kind of savvy to it and kept on, you know, making his arm elusive for Tony Ferguson to catch because in order for a triangle choke to happen, you need your opponent's head, but you also need one of their arms to be in between your legs in order to sense the choke. And it just was not happening. Bobby's like, dude, I know who you are. I'm not about to get choked out. Not tonight. Not when the BMF belt is on the line. Well, not for us, but you get what I'm saying. Listen, I'm just not going to do a player. He was and, like, go ahead, kill me then, bro. Right. Yeah. Essentially. And then round two happened, and it was just like, it. I'll just say it's kind of hard to see Tony Ferguson go out like this because yeah. his last outing at lightweight was Michael Chandler, and Michael Chandler knocked him out with a front kick. So it's like I, I didn't catch any of the oof, post-fight oof, press oof, conference, oof, oof. but it's like I just I don't I can't say that the writing is on the wall. But I can't. What say the fuck is you saying? Then? I don't Where's like. That? I don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck the right that <laughs> I don't like seeing this. That's what I will say. I don't like seeing him take unnecessary damage like this, man. Like, listen, that's true. I'm gonna I'm a, say what I didn't say. It. Well, here, take the mic because you clearly grabbed it. But take the mic. Go ahead. I'm, I'm no, I'm no. All I'm saying. I'm. I'm just piggybacking off you. He ain't been the same right. since Justin Gaethje. That's it. That's all right. I'm gonna say. Right. He ain't been the same dude since that day. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing else to add. Bryce, thoughts? Um, You know, um, Tony Ferguson was one of the, uh, one of the, the fighters that really, that really made me just love MMA. Hmm. Um, uh, when oh, he, man. when he got injured personally. <laughs> Say, oh man, that gives a huge, I'm just saying, like, personally, you know, seeing him come back against Pettis, you know, right. from that crazy – like, the momentum he had, and then he got injured. He had the surgery, and then just, like, the Pettis fight just seemed like a – that was the that was the downward slope that was um, that was Ferguson's career. Because, honestly, I feel like Pettis won that one. Um, and then he fought – he he fought um, – who did he fought? He fought uh, – Balsaroni after that in TKO. Yeah. Uh I was thinking about uh I was thinking about um when he fought um damn it. When he fought uh Dubronx, when he fought Charles Oliveira, and just kind of that that was the I, I feel like that was the start of the losing streak, wasn't it? For who? Uh, against Charles Oliveira. No, for who? Who's the, the beginning of losing streak for who? Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson. Ferguson? No, it was Gagey. Gaethje was, oh, right, right. And then Charles, Charles Oliveira was right after that. Charles was going to, yeah, yep. Because, yeah, everyone thought Charles was going to lose that. Yeah, it was Gaethje, uh -oh. Oliveira, Darius, Chandler, Diaz, Green. Yeah, and then he did. Yeah. It's, um, I, I think people love Tony. So it's not that um he's ever going to go anywhere or really suffer. Um, It's just, you know, it's just, it's just hard to watch. Um, I, I, it's hard to see him like this, and it's kind of we talked about it yesterday. It kind of has that that um that uh that uh that Anderson Silva feel to it, except at least with Silva, um, it felt like he wanted to retire. You know, it was people was kind of people was kind of asking the question: Is he kind of is he moving along? Tony's just. Like, yeah, I ain't going nowhere. It's like, bro, 
you know, either you got, I mean, like you either, I don't know if it's like a physical thing. I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's training or if it's everything, but it's like, it's hard to watch, bro. It's hard to watch and you are going just more and more uh, down the, down the pay-per-view thing. Like, you know what? And it's weird, right? That Derek, uh, Derek Lewis was, wasn't even going to be in the paper. He wasn't even going to be there. He was going to be in the, uh, in the prelim, the main event prelim. But as soon as he get bumped up, he's the third fucking, uh, Hey, hey, he's back, playboy. We still on, uh, Ferguson versus Green. We, we just jumping into Lewis versus Jocherio de Lima. Is that what we're doing out here? Fine, take it. Just take it. Just take it. I don't even care no more. Just take it. I'm just saying. No, but you got to think, Bryce. What was the biggest fight that they lost? They lost uh, Wonder Boy and Pahir. Yeah. Yeah. So what can you replace with that? That seemed like a pretty good one there. But it ain't. It ain't knockout king heavy. It ain't Ferguson versus Bobby. That's what I'm saying. It ain't them. Yeah. Shit. Um. Yeah. It's it's just sad. But yeah, let's let's go into it. Um, ain't really much to talk about, honestly. Uh, six pack Derek Lewis <laughs> fucking came in there with a fucking he pulled a Mosby doll. You know what? This night, this night, this night was all about nostalgia, just nostalgic fucking attacks that Ed fights because Derek Lewis came in with a jumping knee, and I didn't even think he could get that damn high. That was yeah, that's, that's, he, that's he, he shows fooled it you. to us every now and then. That I've seen him throw a jumping switch kick before. Same, same. <laughs> like he's done that shit before. He doesn't always do it, but he'll pull it out of nowhere. He pulled out of nowhere. He pulled it out today or to last night, rather. Hey yo, I was I was surprised. That was Bad. that was that was good. <laughs> Six pack Derek Lewis is a monster. I don't know. He, this might be the resurgence of the Black Beast. Um. You know, he they were saying that his head wasn't right, you know, going into the last couple of fights, but shit. You do shit like that, I guarantee you, you're gonna be back to where you uh you're gonna be back in that title scene, back in that title conversation. Mm. Um yeah, just just a good that's nothing really to say. It was a fucking knee to the face and then just an assault trying to fucking get the ref to stop the fight. He should have stopped it at the knee. Like I get the dude <laughs> was fighting back, but like Derek Lewis me and you in the face just seems like a good reason to stop it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't um, disagree. So that's really what I got to say. Um, I'm going to pass it to TJ. I don't have anything to add. <laughs> Literally, you covered it all, bro. It's just 30 second jumping Ma- switch knee, bro. Masvidal and Verdum, uh, flying knee to beat down. Delima never had a prayer, bro. Uh, Derek Lewis always wild on the microphone, and the thing that that makes it so funny too, it's like you get the impression that this is genuinely what he's feeling at that moment in time. He's not he's not faking. That's just how he is, and he's naturally hilarious. Um, however, throwing your cup at the audience is a wild way to celebrate. Matt, I'm gonna pass it to you. Uh, taking off the shorts, the crop chop, throwing a, the cup in the audience, the jumping switch knee. Derek, why'd you throw the jumping switch knee? I just threw some bullshit to see if it would work, and it did. <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> awesome. Never fucking change, Derek. Naturally, he's a treasure. <laughs> yeah, never change. Don't change for nobody. 
He made Joe Rogan crack up. Man, fucking. My man had to get himself right before he could even get in the ring. So he what time the it was. Because he was <laughs> laughing so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, if y'all don't mind, I, it, it's, it's everybody cool. I'm going to just take us into this. Uh, Peher Bohovich. Go ahead. Go, man. Uh, we getting, went to our co-main event, which, funny enough, was one of only two decisions on the entire card, including early too? prelims. Gotcha. Yeah, including prelims and early prelims. Early pre- prelims were both stoppages, and there was one decision on the regular prelims in the co-main, and also in the co-main on the main card, there was a, a, uh, a split decision. So we had Alex Peher and... Jan Blahovic, Jan Blahovic, former heavy, former lightweight champion or light heavyweight champion in uh, the UFC. Um, just true enough, man. Like, it, uh, kind of like an all-around guy. He's really kind of known. Funny enough, he's known more as like a striker, even though I would argue he's a much better grappler than anything else. Um, and that's put to me, that's just my opinion. Like when I see him striking stuff, I'm not saying that he's not effective. I'm just saying like, I mean, shit, if, even if you look into his own history though, he's, you know, he's won grappling tournaments outside of the UFC. He's a jujitsu black belt. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's won kickboxing tournaments and shit outside the UFC. So, you know, pretty much just stuff like that. But yeah, at any rate. He uh, is coming off a draw against Magomed Ankalev. And then you had Alex Pahel, who came in to this fight at light heavyweight as a fucking heavyweight. Um, Jesus Christ, like, he's fucking massive. He's coming off a, a KO loss to Israel Adesanya. He himself... He made is, Blahovich look like a tiny human. Yeah, he made Blahovich look smaller, and he was the one moving up 15 pounds. Not even 15, more than that, right? No, you are correct. 185 to 205. That's 20 pounds. Yeah, moved up 20 pounds to fight this guy. And and was heavier than him on the day of the fight. Um, I personally was expecting a knockout between one of the two of these guys, just given their styles. And that's not necessarily what we got. I wouldn't say that we got a bad fight, but I would say comparatively to the night, this fight was like the dud of the night for sure. Um, there was to me, it just felt like a lot of tension, like a lot of tension, like to the point you just like it felt like it was just nothing but combustible elements in the air. And though we would get strikes and stuff like that, uh, what we got more often than not was I would say grappling, and I would say not necessarily proof that he needs to work on his grappling because it's clear that Pahea is working on his grappling. But to me, it kind of showed a, more holes in the game, which people have already kind of been saying. But Jan Blahovich, I think, is a good example of a person to deal with who uh, has a, a pretty sound ground game or that can keep you on the ground. I mean, you know, to like in the lead up to this fight, they was like damn near calling him the middleweight killer because everybody that comes up to 205 from 85 that fights Blahovich loses. You know, so true. Uh, the data you know, is there. The data's there. You move up there, and you think Jan Blahovic is the guy? It, it won't be. 
You can ask <laughs> Luke Rockhold. You can ask Jacare. You can ask Israel. Mm-hmm. It's oh. not going to happen, guy. Um, but I thought that ultimately this ended up being a split decision victory for Pahea, who I thought definitely had the advantage standing up. But I don't know. It's hard to call something an advantage when you can't prevent a certain part of the stand-up game, right? Like, right. if you have a striking advantage, but don't have a grappling advantage, like, you can stop him when he wants to strike you, but when he decides, I'm just going to bulldoze through your strikes, which that itself is fucking insane. But when Jan Blahovich decides, I'm going to just bulldoze through this and grab you, that's crazy, to be honest, because we've seen what those punches have done, those strikes have done to other guys. And that's not to say that Jan never got hurt at any point, because he definitely did. But it certainly was not. You definitely would have thought he would have had, I at least to me, a little more defense for what Jan was going to bring. Because, like, look, man, you saw how Jan fought Israel. You see that Jan is running around with Luke Rockhold. He got one thing on his mind. Ground game. You feel me? But that was yeah. just kind of my opinion. Um, I thought Jan won the fight, um, but I thought he won it in, in the very split sort of way that they gave it to Pahera, like kind of like around. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't have it like it was crazy yeah, uh, against him. So I wasn't mad that he lost because I, I it was it was a thin fight. I think it was just more so like a pick em, Like, what did you like? when you saw that fight what do you watch a fight for and that kind of right. would determine who you pick to win um but that's my thoughts i'm gonna pass to you tj um kind of echo you me personally i thought Jan had it i didn't see the decision going the way it did i thought it would have been a split decision win for him but it's just what it is i mean to be fair did the takedowns just not count for much in the judge's eyes i don't know man um because it wasn't guess, like it was a takedown and he got up. Like right. he kept him there. He locked him down and he had his back. But in this, this is if data shows us anything, because I, I mean shit, just look at um Brandon Moreno versus Pantoja, right? Like I would argue that Pantoja won that fight because he was doing the exact same thing Jan did, right? He got to the back and held it down. Like maybe he wasn't able to get the submission, but for some reason in this instance, it looked like taking the back and grappling did not account for much. I'm going to say it. Maybe the machine's behind Pajeda. I don't know. But that's all I that's all I really had to say. I was I, I don't think that Pajeda wouldn't have had it in him to be able to finish Jan. That's not what I'm saying. I actually like I mean, we already talked about how massive he was for light heavyweight, which is insane to say, considering that he was just competing in fucking middleweight. But. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was a bizarre outcome. Uh, I'll pass it over to Bryce. Um, you know, um, I just, you know, just want to bring something to light. Y'all got to remember that Alex Pahea is the wrath of Glover <laughs> Teixeira. Um, <laughs> so really, you have to compound uh, Glover's fight with Jan with Alex's fight, and therefore you get... So this is an eight-round fight? Eight round. Like the fight wasn't over? So technically, he won by he won by, by choke. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, it is what it is. Like, y'all, y'all gotta remember that. Uh, Alex is, a, is an extension of Glover. Um, but <laughs> seriously, I, I agree with y'all. Um, I thought Jan did win um, looking at the stats, I did see that Alex 
struck more than Jan. And, you know, though Jan did have control over the ground, when they got back to the feet and Jan was tired, he was in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. right. And I want to say right. there was a fight last year, not last year, last week, or maybe the week before last, where, um, you know, when we when you see a fighter in trouble, I think that says to the judges, oh, yeah, you're definitely winning. Um, and I, I just think maybe that was the kind of the thing that, that, that made them say, like what Matt was saying, like what are they looking for? I think that's that's just prime right there. Like, oh shit, is 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 he gonna make it past this round? Well, he made it, but shit, Pahey is winning. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. like I've heard um, Joe Rogan say something to the effect of like, "Who would you rather be at the end of the fight?" Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, my my thought on the fight, it just looked like two people that knew. That that were afraid. They knew that if they got caught in this situation, they'd be in huge trouble. They both Yon, knew who what the other one brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And they were just they were going about the fight um very tact tactfully. They were just very careful. Yon was trying to make sure he didn't catch that hook. And Pahea was trying to make sure he didn't get on the ground or or he wouldn't this wouldn't turn into a wrestling contest. Because Bahia wasn't striking that like that, and Jan was kind of more conservative to me. Um, but yeah, I thought Jan won, but you know, it, I feel like it was close enough where you know, like I said, it's either or. If it would, if it was like a, if it, if it wasn't a split decision, I would have felt some kind of way about it. Um, I understand if Jan thinks he got robbed. Uh, to me, it's just, it's, it's, it's up in the air. But um, ultimately, it was, it was a good fight. It was uh the least um it was definitely the least uh least entertaining fight on the on the card, but uh the main event made up for it, um, without a doubt. Um shall shall we go into this? Let's do it. It Let's won't take it. long. For the BMF title, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Um this is the second fight they've had. Um, and honestly, they've been kind of swirling around each other while seamlessly dodging. Yeah, like, yeah. they do not want to fight each other. I find that absolutely fucking awesome, uh, to the, to the type of people they are. And they're just, they're, uh, they're seemingly, uh, a, like rivalry where they're just like, Hey, we don't have to do a three. <laughs> JC was like, yo, I don't want to fight you again, but if you want to do it, okay. Right. You know, um, and, you know, just the, the amount of respect they have for each other. Justin said that Dustin uh, was the fight that made him kind of change over his entire style and go over how he how he how he how he fights in the cage. And, um, you know, we saw that uh, we saw that in the fight. Um, the winner was 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 Gaethje via head kick, the the Salt Lake City signature kick, the one that the same one Lake City Leon Edwards kick. dealt to Kumaru Uzma. You think Leon was uh, like Gaethje? Gaethje? Yeah. He stole. He stole my whole fucking flow, bruv. What for? What ball, what ball bruv? The fuck is this, bruv? You can't be doing that. Listen, bruv, spit all in it. You see me throw a head kick out for me, jab. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. 
<laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I digress too much. Uh, I that guess shit was great. Barb was probably mad. Like he loved it, but he was like mad as hell. Like y'all, I, 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 I'm not. I'm like, why y'all bring me into this? I'm just here to support my homie. And y'all got me. Uh, y'all got y'all showing y'all showing uh my highlight more than they show a What the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was it was pretty even. It was very even. Um, Gaethje was catching Poirier with them leg kicks. Um, um, and uh, you know, Poirier like it was. It looked like it was still kind of seeming a little bit. Everybody's kind of feeling themselves out. Um, quick little pats here and there. Um, and then. Justin just kind of with the feint and the kick, and Dustin wasn't didn't see that coming, and it just caught him the let the foot caught him clean. Mm-hmm. Um, he did get his he did get his arm up enough to block the to block the neck, but damage was done. Uh, Poirier went down. Uh, it was clean. It was great. Um, and uh, Gaethje won the belt. Masvidal was I felt like Masvidal was petty for not putting the belt around Gaethje's waist. Um. Mm-hmm. But you know that's that's just my opinion on that. Um, yeah, it was a, it was great. It was honestly a, a great. Uh, if it's gonna be for a BMF belt, that should be how it how it ends. Um, and uh, I'll just I'll just pass it on to Matt. Um, I think he was mad because Dustin Poirier is his boy. Yeah, and he just literally had to watch his boy get put on ice. Like, yeah. so I feel him like. Yeah, it was petty. I'd have threw the shit out of him. Hell, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Justin. He just turned around. I just underhanded that bitch to him. Like, you got it. Because <laughs> no, after I saw that head kick, I probably don't want that shit with him right then. But you know, what <laughs> <laughs> there's a caveat. Oh, hold on. <laughs> but I do want this nigga to know I do feel the way. I am nice too, but I I do recognize you did just ice my homie. So. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have this one today, nigga. You know. <laughs> uh, Listen, I always pull for Gaethje. I'm never gonna. I don't hide the fact that I'm a Gaethje guy. I'm a Gaethje fan, uh, but I'm also a huge Dustin Poirier fan too. So this fight just made sense. Um, I thought this fight was great for as long as it lasted. That first round, you like down. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. When he was throwing them leg kicks at Dustin, and he, Dustin threw one of them leg kicks back like motherfucker, like it's fucking yeah. hurt. Like in the <laughs> first round was one that he kind of threw with like it wasn't aggression, it was frustration. Like, god damn it, start that shit. Doing that shit. And all I could think about was that picture from when they fought last time, and like, dog, his other leg was twice the size of his regular <laughs> leg. Like his leg looked crazy. He won that fight. <laughs> <laughs> the last time they fought, he won. He walked out of there, and it's like at what cost? One leg looked like a pencil, and the other leg looked like a Lysol can. Like it was like, <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> and yeah, I agree with Bryce on the whole. Them not wanting to fight. I saw a little bit of the post fight, and Gaethje said he went up to him. He was like, "Look, man, we one on one. Let's not fight again." <laughs> like, I'm good. You're good, Chief. You got to stop win. I got to stop his win. Let's just, let's leave this alone, man. Right, like, like, let's good? hug, man. Let's be friends. This is I'm crazy. Trying to have this a is family. Stupid. I can't keep shaving off my life. Look, nigga, like just this. send me the hot sauce, bro. I'm chilling. Like, I'm off this with you now. <laughs> let's not fight again. Let's that's, not do this shit no more. That's crazy. Man. This shit getting out of hand. That is crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I I really appreciate it. Um, I really I really appreciated the fight. I felt like they they really delivered. Um, and you know the head kick stop was not what I had on my card, but I pass it to TJ. Nigga, you said that like you forgot who I was. Like, no, uh, I'm, I'm saying I'll pass it, it to you like because I, I ain't been passing it. I, I've been tweaking. I'm trying to do the right thing. All right. Oh, well, we'll have an offsite meeting about this uh, later on during the week. Man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought it was cool in the sense that we're seeing a more mature Gaethje. Uh, he did get his nose fixed. So I'm, I'm curious to see what impact it had on his overall stamina during the fight because he looked. He looked loose. He looked at ease. Um, and he had learned his previous lessons after their first encounter. Um, for sure had some strong wins under his sails from that physique win. I just, I mean, I already said my bit about Leon Edwards being like the, the whole flow against stone, but damn, what a crisp win. Um, crisp. That's kid. it was yes. crisp, bro. They, the fact that Poirier and Usman fell the exact same way is crazy to me. Um, yeah. The other thing I'll say too is this. I get, I guess I kind of understand the intention behind the BMF belt, but if you really want to make it some, make it like an open weight class belt to me. Uh, that I being agree said, this a thousand percent. That being said, there's a reason why there are weight classes in MMA. There's a high chance that someone will die. But if you see a Justin Gaethje take out like a Sergey Pavlovich, that dude is the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy. Like, am i wrong or like you know what i'm saying like that like if you want i think if you want to take the bmf belt to the next level make it an open weight class bro um either pride rules and shit yeah like that shit would be that shit would go hard um that shit would go hella hard but that's because right now it almost seems like an alternative goal for folks who are bad with the hands but just can't seem to get past whoever is currently at the top of the ladder, right? I think it's for fan. I think it's the fan favorite belt. Okay, that's another. That, uh, yeah, I didn't even consider that perspective. I would call it the fan favorite belt, and I would. The only thing I would add, I wouldn't make it cry rules for the for the uh, BMI. Like UFC one rules. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Show, show for wrestling shoes. Oh, wait, but what? <laughs> like, no, I was just playing. But close. No, no, uh, like... It would be, I would agree, catch weight, no time limit, one round. Oh it's, somebody got to stop. Somebody's going to quit, bro. You going to get submitted. No, some people would die, though. Like, you got heavyweights in there, too. <laughs> somebody's gonna heavyweights die. ain't found no long-ass one-round fight. One of them big boys going to stop. Trust me. <laughs> Their hearts. <laughs> like, hey, ain't nobody tell you be 265, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ain't no love here. <laughs> like, no one told you to be a big back athlete. I'm sorry. A like not a football player. You know athlete. better. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm uh, wilding right now. A little I'm bit. Off. A little bit. I'm gonna lie, when I went on that tangent, I straight forgot we was recording. I just thought I was talking to y'all. <laughs> just keep it a thousand. <laughs> It had left me completely that we was recording it just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's uh, just how you felt. Right. You barely had to come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing to add other than 
this card was really good. Yeah. Oh, this weekend was good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shit. yeah, it's a lot of combat, a lot we of were, combat. Well, okay, we okay. What was okay? Taking into consideration Inoy versus Fulton, oh, uh, Crawford versus Spence, and two ninety one. Favorite fight or fights? It could be uh, from either card, or it could be if you like just look at combat as a whole this past week. Favorite fight? Favorite well, fight? I, oh, oh, go ahead, Bryce. You go ahead. Honestly, I was just going to say it was good to see uh, Glover back. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and he's going to retire. Somebody photoshopping overlay of Glover just looking down at the ring <laughs> or just like hovering over. Because yeah, I love the whole thing, like all his opponents and he's like, Alex is in his corner with just the dead face. Like when, Jan, yeah. when he lost him, he was like, Jan been been waiting on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, or or just get a picture of Glover's glove and you'll see Alex Bahia in it. If you look close <laughs> enough, it's just it's his face. It's just his face. It's just that dead stare. At the atomic level, it's just right. Bahia's face. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'ma go. I'ma go. I'm a i am going to go i am it's a tie between Dustin and Justin and uh Bobby and Tony Ferguson because I did not see that color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are mine. It's a it's a tie. The Ustins versus uh, Ferguson <laughs> and, and Green versus and Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Poirier and and uh, Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Just, Justin Poirier and Dustin Gaethje. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for somebody to make that joke. <laughs> what was yours, TJ? Uh, boxing tip. I was going to say I wanted to give Nonito Donera a shout out because it looked like he still has something to say. Still got something in the tank. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Because it, it wasn't that one-sided. If anything, he was giving uh, Santiago problems in the early rounds. But Yeah, um, this shit, that was a title defense. <laughs> he yeah. lost his belt. It wasn't like he was true. fighting for it. True, he was true, back. True. true. Um, but I'll say Spence versus Crawford was insane. I mean, we talked about it at length already on the show and in the chat. Um, and then UFC-wise, MMA-wise, uh, Man, I dude, Lewis versus Jamie <laughs> Delima was yeah, just, that shit was nuts. That shit was crazy, bro. And the, and this is not to shit on any other fights on the card because they were all pretty good. Even and when we say to, I, I want to say when we say uh, Pajeda versus Blahovich was like the less entertaining one. It was still a pretty good fight. It's just that all the surrounding fights were just finishes. It was um, just a lot of excitement. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at with mine, Matt. Um, this is an easy one for me. Spence Crawford. That shit mm. was I it was just, it was completely unexpected. Yeah. Such a one-sided victory like that by such a wide margin. There was a chance it could have been like that for the inner way. And I think maybe to a degree, I mean, listen, there's always a chance, right? Two guys mm. in a fight, you know, it's 50-50, but fuck, man. Not like yeah. that. Yeah. Not like that. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts, y'all? Um Next I, week I, is going to have a hard time following this act. <laughs> for real. I would just like to read um, a quote um, that uh, that Alex Bahia had. Um, and it, it, it reads, just, just give me one second. Um, I believe it goes, I am the punishment of Glover. <laughs> if you had not committed great sins, would not have sent 
punish like punishment like me upon you. Uh, All that's right, Holy <laughs> shit. You know what? You guys remember that Key and Peel MMA skit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interview? Yes. yes. That's who Alex is. Yeah. That's who he is. Just murder. Same intensity. Him and Jury. Him and Yuri Prochaska are both yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next week, what we got for y'all, we got UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen versus Font. That is going to be nuts. Um, yeah, we sure. also have on this same card, co-main event, Jessica Andrade versus Tatiana Suarez. Also going to be nuts. We also got Dustin Jacoby versus uh, Kennedy Njokubu. Come on. I almost got jo- it. And Chukwu, wait, hold on. Let me look. Up, let me look it up real quick. Let me hook my boy up with the alley oop. Hold on. Uh, Help me. Events upcoming. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Damn, they really just Kennedy Unzuchuku. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also got Gavin Tucker on this card. My boy Tanner Bowser back. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so got a handful of fights on this one. This will be going on next week. Uh, in terms of boxing, we also have the Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz catchweight fight. Also, I have uh, uh, so I guess you call yeah, a teammate of mine. She's fighting Shadisha Green, uh, Olivia Curry. They are fighting also on this card in the women's super middleweight fight. So I'll be covering the uh, the Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz card as well. And like I said, we'll be doing Sanhagen versus Font. So that's what you guys can look forward to next week. This has been another episode of the Now Mind You Podcast, Combat Edition. You can follow me at Matt Hambrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C-T-J. Y'all can find me on Instagram at Tuss4Skate. That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. Bryce? Y'all can find me on Instagram at Ashe underscore Onsa. That's A-X-E underscore O-N-C-A Bay Bay. And where can they find us? You can find us at Now Mind You Podcast, wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. We're on all platforms. We're also now on YouTube. Um, with that said, you guys be safe. And we will see you guys next week to talk more about violence. Peace out. Peace. Peace.